This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Hockey fans, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Neveau and me, Jay Zawoski, February 24th at the Allstate Arena for our annual Chicago Wolves outing. $20 gets you tickets to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. Visit madhousepod.com slash events and click the image for the link to buy tickets. That's 20 bucks for a ticket. Free parking, free hot dog, free soda, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. Come join us and the Chicago Wolves on February 24th at the Allstate Arena, madhousepod.com slash events for tickets. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving the Chicagoland area. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, my friends, to this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. With me, as always, is the pride and joy of Homewood, Illinois, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, that was a really, really... What's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. That wasn't that wasn't a great Blackhawks game. In fact, I'd even venture to say it was slightly bad. A slightly bad. Yes, the eight five loss to the Devils was slightly bad. By the way, the game not nearly that close. Uh, that was just horrible from the start. I thought from the moment the game started, the Hawks didn't look very interested in being there. Uh, well, I mean, it is New Jersey. Who well, I, would want to be there? I, Well, I get not wanting to be in New Jersey ever. Like, I'm totally down with that, and I agree with them. But they just looked kind of listless. Maybe they were out partying for Jeremy Cowden's birthday last night. 
just getting wrecked. You know, I don't know. It was very, very strange. Um, and here's what struck me uh, midway through the game. This was maybe the first night where they had some new people that like haven't really been watching the Hawks all year tune in because like, all right, the Bears are done. It's been a week. We put a bow on the season, right? And Nagy and Pace spoke today. I'm going to check out the Hawks. I hear they're playing better lately. I'm going to check them out for the first time this year. I've been so tied up with everything else. I finally going to settle down and watch a Hawks game. And they just crapped their pants on TV and everyone saw it. And I don't know if your social media has been the same way, but I'm getting a lot of like, oh, Quenville could have done that. Like a lot of people who haven't been watching at all are kind of chiming in tonight. Uh, really, I, I, look, I'm not going to say they're going to win over a bunch of people with one game, but I do think there was probably a bigger audience tonight than they expected, and they were gone quickly. They <laughs> they bailed on this game quickly. You and I discussed maybe starting this podcast during the second intermission, but those two late Hawks goals, I was sort of thinking like, all right, well, let's just see who knows what happens. And we did miss a lot in the third, so... I'm glad we I'm glad we waited, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the exact uh, quote of the text that I sent you after you had asked me if I wanted to get the podcast started. And then we saw the two goals back to back. And I was like, I think I said something along the lines of what the hell is this game? Like it just the game made no sense at all. Like you said, they came out basically listless from the start and they were getting their butts handed to them. They got a bunch of early power plays, which has has been a really good thing for them lately because I think they had scored 11 power play goals their last nine games or something like that. And then the Devils just completely shut them down. Like yeah. the power play was just completely worthless <laughs> tonight. It was like they weren't even trying. They were like skating in quickstand. And then every single time the Devils got the puck on the rush, the puck seemed to end up in the back of the net because they were out skating everybody. It was a train wreck every single time a guy in a red sweater got the puck and started moving up ice because the Blackhawks defense to a man, every single one of the seven defensemen that dressed tonight, which by the way, we need to talk about that because yes, I've, I've had about enough of this seven defensemen nonsense. Every single time a seven, one of those seven defensemen was back defending a play. It seemed like the puck ended up in the back of the net. It was just an awful, awful night all around for that group. Well, you know, the, the penalties you mentioned, the Hawks get a penalty at 408, then 1143. That just sort of prolonged the beatdown, right? Like it kept him, it kept the game close because they spent four minutes of the first uh, 11 on the power play. So it just, okay, like let's get this thing started slowly as opposed to the blowout starting right away. It's hard for my brain to process fast New Jersey Devils. <laughs> it's like so counter to what everything I know about the Devils in my life. It's kind of hard for my brain to be like, wow, look at the speeds, the speed the Devils had. And they did this all, by the way, without Taylor Hall, their best player by a mile. Uh, oh, man, Cam Ward was bad. Uh, let me let me read this uh, tweet uh, from Mark Lazarus. I think it sums it up nicely. Uh, Devils went 8-5. It was worse than it sounds. Seven defensemen doesn't work. Gustafson was benched for the third period. Duncan Keith was a minus five. Patrick Kane, ridiculous with two goals and two assists in a season high 2850. You <laughs> can't play Patrick Kane 28 minutes a night. I know he's on fire. I know he's all you had going for yourself tonight. But at some point, you just got to wave that white flag because, look, you can dr- you can bury him into the ground night after night after night if you want, but it's not going to last. And eventually you're going to have the opposite effect where he's so dog-ass tired that he can't do anything 
Then without Patrick Kane at even 70%, you're really, really screwed. Uh, I know what Calvin's trying to do, trying to get these two points. But, man, take the, take the foot off the gas, all right? It, at some point, you can just wave the white flag on this one. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane, pretty much on his own, made it, air quotes, interesting. But 28 minutes is ridiculous. Seven defensemen is ridiculous. Uh, this is a bad, bad game for Jeremy Cowton tonight. I have to completely agree with you. I think the big thing that really stood out to me was just the fact that everybody on the defense looked really bad tonight. Before the game, the Blackhawks were doing this thing where they were super pumping the tires on Duncan Keith. Like he was getting a lot of play in the pregame show. And then he made like one like decent angle, like cut off of a devil's rush. And Eddie Olchek got the crayons out and was drawing all over the screen to show how great Duncan Keith looked. And then Duncan Keith proceeded to, like you said, crap down his leg for the rest of the hockey game. He was one of many who looked really bad. I thought that AC Kelly Slater cuckoo looked <laughs> kind of pedestrian in his debut. Wasn't a big fan of him. Carl Dahlstrom having some rough goes yeah, of it again. Yeah, Dahlstrom's had a couple bad games in a row here. Yeah, this it's been kind of bad. Like, we were talking about him as kind of like a top four guy when he was playing well earlier in the season, but now, like, he's had kind of a couple of duds in a row, and I'm not willing to, like, throw in the towel on him but uh, on by any stretch at all. But I will say, if they don't want to dress seven defensemen again, if they want to just stick to six... I'd be totally cool with that. Well, that gets yeah. the James Naveau thumbs up seal of approval if they want to go ahead and just, you know, go 12 and 6, guys. Don't don't try this Sheldon Brookbank nonsense. Hey, you leave Sheldon Brookbank out of this, you son of a... Never mind. Hey, he's you know what? He's on the bench now, isn't he? Yes, he mm, is. I think I'm going to go ahead and throw him in there. <laughs> Maybe they did the seven defensemen in honor of him joining the team behind the bench. So it wasn't just that it was Jeremy Colladin's birthday. <laughs> it was the fact that they also have Sheldon <laughs> Brookbank on the bench yeah. now. No, it's it, instead of giving him one more shift, they're going to be like one more seventh defenseman game. <laughs> For Sheldon Brookbank. <laughs> that's uh, as soon as I heard 11 and 7, I think everybody, every Blackhawks fan that's been following the team for the last several seasons, as soon as they see that, they just go, well, this game's going to be a cluster. Like, it, it just, without fail, if they dress seven defensemen, that thing's going sideways in, you know, seconds. And it totally did tonight. Like, I can't point to a single Blackhawks blue liner tonight and go, he had a decent game. They they all sucked, man. I, I know that Brent Seabrook scored a goal and yay for him, but they all look like garbage By tonight, the way, man. It was a bad night. We just ragged on Carl Dahlstrom plus three tonight. What? Okay. You know what? If that if there is an indictment of that statistic like that's ever been devised, we're gonna stick that next to it in like the book that we're gonna write about how stupid plus minus is. We're gonna be like Carl Dahlstrom, who looked like a tire fire the entire night, was somehow a plus three in a game in which the Blackhawks gave up eight goals. Yeah. Like that's just it should not be possible. <laughs> no, it should not be. All right, let's look at the ice time here for the uh seven hundred Blackhawks defensemen that played tonight. Do Duncan we have to? Yeah, let's do it. Black uh Duncan Keith, twenty one thirty six. Connor Murphy, 1925. Brent Seabrook, 1553. Yokoharu, 1526. Had a good pass, by the way, on one of the Patrick Kane goals. I do have to give him just a smidgen of credit. He had an assist tonight. Seabrook had a goal. Gustafson, minus two, 14 minutes, 17 seconds. Dahlstrom, like we said, an assist, a plus three, 1539. And Sheldon Cuckoo, 
minus one with twelve twenty seven of ice time. So are uh, we gonna call him Sheldon? Is that gonna be Did the... I say Sheldon? You did say Sheldon. I'm, I you're, meant you're Slater. You're still thinking about your guy, Sheldon <laughs> Brookbank. I did say Sheldon, didn't I? Yeah, Slater Cuckoo. By the way, we need, I tweeted this, but I'm going to recycle my joke. We need the Cuckoo Rutu Tutu combo at some point. We got to make that happen. Get out. Yeah, all right, I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I've kicked Jay out of his own podcast, guys, I think I might as well start telling you some other secrets. All right, let, let's, you know what? Let's, let's, let's. Let's flush this game down the toilet. All right, let's just flush it down the toilet. Since we did our three stars of the week like two days ago, it feels like. There's only been two games since we last did a full podcast. Let's do three stars of the game, then take a break and just flush this toilet from our memory. <laughs> flush this game down let's the toilet. Let's flush this toilet. Okay, Les Grobstein. <laughs> I, I am uh, stuck in cliche hell. I am the uh, Slater Cuckoo of cliche makers. Cuckoo could you. All right, let's get to the three stars of the game and wrap this bad game up the three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker michael elwood of remax first service serving all your real estate needs in the chicagoland area 708-675-1600 number three star of the game uh this is kind of rough but we're gonna give it to colin delia who only gave up one goal for the Blackhawks in the third period. Way to go, Colin. One goal in 20 minutes of action. That's a great average. Excellent. Uh, number two star, Brent Seabrook, because he scored his 100th goal. And Congratulations, when Nachos. And when you're on a bad team and you reach a milestone in an 8-5 loss, you get a star of the game because what Didn't the Didn't I see that he's the only the third Blackhawks defenseman to ever score 100 goals or something like that? I did not see that, but that would seem reasonable to me. Yes. All right. Way to have that set ready to go, James. Good job. Number one Bingo. star, Patrick Kane. What a shock. Two goals, I two assists. Stunned. His fifth multi-point game in a row. That's good. That's a good thing when that happens. So Patrick Kane is your obvious number one star. Thanks to Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Remax First Service. By the way, we are, before we take a break, we are one week away from our rabbit brewing outing on january 22nd uh we're just gonna have a little casual hawks watch party and then live live podcast after the game uh come hang out it's free you don't have to buy tickets or anything and show up however however i reached out to my friends at the blackhawks and just said you know what we're trying to get people to come to this i'm also trying to raise some money for my daughter's baseball team would you happen to have an extra pair of tickets laying around that you can donate they said sure thing so we're gonna have a two dollar raffle for Hawks tickets to a future game, don't have the date yet, but we'll get it to you by the time of the event. So coming out, $2 raffle tickets, all proceeds benefit the Homewood Softball 8U Travel Metro team. Weren't you also toying with the idea of giving away tickets to our Wolves outing as well? We're going to do that too. So there's two prizes to win. Uh-huh, uh, I jumped the gun. No, you didn't jump the gun. So the second prize is a pair of tickets to our Wolves outing on February 24th. Go to madhousepod.com slash events for info on that. But that's 20 bucks for a ticket, free parking, Soda, hot dog, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. So we've got a ton of stuff coming up. But again, January 22nd, that's ne- that's this coming Tuesday, or the next no, Tuesday, it's not. I suppose, it's next Tuesday. technically, uh, the 22nd, <laughs> at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. Two bucks for a raffle ticket uh, supporting Homewood Softball 8U Travel Metro team. 
win tickets to a Hawks game or win tickets to our Wolves outing. It's going to be a great time. And thanks, of course, to Rabbit Brewing for always hosting us. Uh, they are the place to go if you are a craft beer fan or if you're a beer novice looking to get into craft beer. You want to sort of ease your way in with a couple different options. Rabbit's the place to go. So go visit them in Homewood, Illinois. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. All right, we have flushed the 8-5 loss. We are moving on to bigger and better things when we come back on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Welcome back to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We are brought to you by Marishka's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Go visit Joe and his family out there at 604 Theodore Street. Awesome place. Try the poor boys. Try the burgers. Try the chops. Try the seafood. Try any of the myriad craft beers they have behind the bar there. They are one of our favorite places to go, one of our original sponsors, marishkas.com or facebook.com slash marishkas. That's M-E-R. I-C-H-K-A-S. They are closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So go see Joe Zdralovich and his family out there at Marishka's. And maybe one day you'll run into James or me just swimming in a sea of garlic butter, and it will be a magical, magical time for us. And a cool thing for you to witness, two grown men swimming in garlic butter. I, sounds... And I don't host the I'm Fat podcast, so I just go for funsies. If you go to Mariska's enough, you could someday become a host of the I'm Fat podcast. <laughs> All right, so tonight sucked, right? It's bad. It's over. To ignore, though, the way things have been going recently for the Blackhawks would be foolish. I know part of I, I talk about this a lot. Part of my hesitance of doing postgame shows at all is I always find myself reacting emotionally and you're not really looking at big picture. Look, tonight sucked by any measure. I could do this next week and I'd still be pissed about this game. But for the most part, the Blackhawks have been playing pretty solid hockey over the last month, month and a half. And while they're not getting all the points you would like them to get or maybe you wouldn't like them to get if you're on the lose for Hughes train, uh, you you take Vegas to overtime, you lose. You take Nashville to overtime, you lose. You lose 4-3 to Calgary. You beat the Penguins. Those are four of the hottest teams and best teams in the NHL, and you've played well against them. I think tonight's loss to the Devils is more of an aberration than anything. I'm very interested to see the response against the Rangers on Thursday. If they come out flat again, lay another egg again, then I think we can maybe start to restart the panic machine but uh, I'm overall pleased with the way the last stretch of Blackhawks hockey has gone. Again, they're not overly talented. The roster isn't great. But more often than not, they're putting forth really, really solid efforts. And I can't, you know, crucify them for one bad game uh, on a Monday night in New Jersey. 
I think to me, like the thing that's going to stand out, obviously, this game was an aberration, like you said, the way they've been playing overall. But I feel like it brings up an interesting question about the way the roster is currently constructed right now. The Blackhawks just sent Brandon Davidson back down to Rockford in the AHL. They're getting ready to bring back Gustav Forsling and activate him from the injured reserve list. Do I don't see them carrying eight defensemen. Do you like, I feel like that's something that they're potentially like, they're maybe going to consider, but I think ultimately you'd probably rather only keep seven. And by all means, for the love of God, please only dress six of them. Like, I don't want to see this seven defenseman thing again. That can just go away. But do you agree with me? Like it just, it seems like to me to get the most out of this roster right now, you probably only want to have seven defensemen up here. And if that's the case, I mean, Carl Dahlstrom or um, Gustav Forsling has to be the guy that goes down, right? Well, look, you had you had to face this problem before you traded for Cuckoo. You had to send somebody down when Forsling came back. Now you've got to send him down, presumably, right? It's going to be him. Uh, and yeah, maybe it's Forsling. Maybe it's maybe it's Dahlstrom. Uh, yeah, you can't carry this many defensemen, and and that sort of makes me wonder: is there something on the horizon? The cuckoo trade didn't make a lot of sense to me. I know you got rid of Jan Ruda, you sent him to Tampa Bay, that you're rid of that problem. That's fine. And cuckoo's another sort of reclamation project, maybe with a change of scenery. It's a guy that was a first round pick, maybe a change of scenery and some more ice time. You know, brings him up a notch, like I did to Dylan Strom, and like we're gonna see, maybe it will do with Drake Kajula here. But I just don't know where the ice time's coming for him. Who are you going to sit in his favor unless you're going to trade some veteran? But I, no one's going to take Brent Seabrook. Duncan no. Keith's been bad this year. I mean, I guess that's the one guy you really consider. Like, okay, you could probably move him and get something decent back for him at this point. But I just, I find it really hard to believe they're going to trade Duncan Keith. I just, I just can't see it happening. Well, let's go a little bit more out of the box then. Do you think they would consider trading Connor Murphy? <sighs> he's their best defenseman right now. Yeah, but he's also, you know, is he really going to be around when this rebuilding, remodeling, re-whatevering process that they're engaged in right now, is he going to be around when that starts to come to fruition? Well, he's only 25 right now, and... So yes, you could you could make the argument he could. However, he missed a huge chunk of the season with a back issue. And back issues don't go away. Those are not no. things like, "Oh, I had them and I don't have them anymore." <laughs> that that's not a thing. Once you have a back issue, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Yes, at varying levels of severity, of course, but this is something he'll probably have to deal with for the remainder of his career. And you look at a guy with his build and his size, 6'4" 190 tall skinny guy sort of lends itself to back problems as well because he's got to bend a lot he's you know what i mean so i would consider it if you're going to get something back i just what is a fair return for connor murphy right that's that's kind of the question like what is he worth is it a draft pick is it a younger version of connor murphy i don't mm -hmm. really know like what's a fair expectation you thought when the blackhawks traded nick schmaltz if i told you you know, two weeks before it happened, like, oh, yeah, the Hawks are about to trade Nick Schmaltz. You think you're going to get a bigger name back than Dylan Strom and Brendan Perlini. Now, obviously, the Strom part has worked out, but I'm like, wow, if you're going to trade the guy you consider to be your number two prospect, you're going to get a lot back. I don't know what you can reasonably expect for Connor Murphy because other teams know 
that he's got back problems, and other teams know that he hasn't quite panned out to be the defenseman people thought he might be at, at this point in his career. I don't know. I I don't know. It's really hard to envision um, what's coming next on the blue line, but something has to happen. And, okay, and then I have one other idea. Yeah, but and I, I want you to I want you to kind of tell me whether this is a good one or not. And I think t- personally for me, this would be an off season thing. Obviously, this would not be a on the fly, try it right now kind of thing. Okay. What about moving Eric Gustafson to forward? Because <sighs> I'm telling you right now, that kid is dynamite on the power play he's an excellent quarterback back there love the way he moves the puck and reads plays and does all that he is a train wreck on defense right now and I don't see that getting measurably better anytime soon I think that if you're gonna continue to run him out there because you kind of have to with how well the power play has been playing lately would you move him to forward I just I feel like once you do that with a guy it's like, why why bother? Like, I don't know. I just... Are you going to restart his career at the NHL level? Like, hey, by the way, now learn this. Maybe that's the guy you trade. He's 26 years old. He makes $1.2 He's having a career year, putting up big offensive numbers. And yeah, there's going to be an immediate sort of uh drop off with your power play because like finally you've got the power play working right finally things look normal like a normal nhl power play and gustafson's a big part of it i can't deny that but i don't know like maybe you trade forsling maybe they've seen enough from forsling to decide you know what this kid's not going to take the next step they did it with nick schmaltz they said like we got to trade the asset while he's still an asset right maybe they think the same thing about forsling we're going to find out real soon here because the fact yeah. the fact that they traded for a defenseman and Cuckoo tells me like mm, something's something's afoot. You don't just do that for that. Like Jan Ruda was nice to move, but it wasn't necessary. It's not like it was burdening your salary cap or burdening your roster. He was just a guy buried in Rockford and you were just sort of living with it. That trade was very strange to me. It was it just I think it means something else. I wish I knew what it was, but at this point I just don't. I think that those are obviously two very like kind of out of the box, like theories, like that could potentially be maybe, you know, bandied about a bit by the Blackhawks. I don't think they're going to pull the plug on Eric Gustafson and move him to forward right now. I think that's something, though, that if you're like dead set on keeping him on your power play into the future, you might have to consider it just based on the fact that he simply cannot play defenseman at an NHL level at least I don't think so I think he's a very good player offensively but defensively he leaves a lot to be desired I think the most light likely outcome here of all involves Gustav Forsling in some way either he's going to get sent down or he's going to get traded or maybe they'll send him down and then trade him I just don't I don't see him being a permanent fixture on the Blackhawks roster for the remainder of the season, especially considering that they're going to want to develop Carl Dahlstrom. They're going to want to give Slater Cuckoo a lot of opportunities to be able to get out there on the ice and prove that, you know, they were right to take a chance on him. I think that when you consider all of those things, I think the one thing that kind of makes sense is to either move or to send down Gustav Forsling. Yeah, I can agree with you, and, um, you know, we talk about the Hawks have done a lot of out-of-the-box stuff this year. Like, the, the small trade was sort of out of the blue, 
And uh, I, I think even like the Kajula for Manning trade was kind of out of the blue. I mean, it was great they were able to do it, but uh, you never know. And when we look back at these bad contracts the Hawks are settled with, the Brian Bickles, those sort of the – I mean, Marion Hosa was a bad contract because he wasn't playing. You've got to give up an asset to move these contracts. I wonder if a team's willing to take on Duncan Keith or Brent Seabrook if you throw in a Forsling or you throw in, uh, you know, uh, Gustafson or something like that. I don't know. Cuckoo is signed for the remainder of this year, so I don't know how big their investment is in his – in him, but – I don't know, man. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens on the blue line here because there is a log jam coming. And I think you're right. Probably the most reasonable thing and the most predictable thing would be that Gustav Forsling gets sent down. They are going to spin it as, oh, we want him playing top minutes every night so he can really develop. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. That's what they said about John Hayden. <laughs> that didn't work. Um, so who knows, man? It's, it's really just a guessing game at this point. Um, I'm going to do some digging over the next few days, see what I can find out. Um, but they have kept a tight lid on things this season. I got no leaks about Schmaltz, no leaks about Manning. Usually stuff at least sort of percolates a little bit before it happens. Stan Bowman has been working undercover uh, all season, so it's going to be really How dare your sources betray you in this way? I don't think they are. I think th it's catching them off guard sometimes too. So it's, you know, I don't know. It's just been that kind of year, and I, I like overall I like the moves Bowman's made in season. Uh, yeah, you wonder what would happen if Quenville got a chance to coach a team with this talent, but that's neither here nor there. I, I just think that the way this D situation plays out, when everyone's back and everyone's healthy, it's going to tell you a lot about how they feel about certain guys. And I think if Forsling is not on the Blackhawks, you're probably looking at him moving on, if not at the trade deadline this summer, because I don't think... I don't know. I think maybe they've already made up their mind on Forsling and they're not totally sold. Because keep in mind how much of Forsling Jeremy Cowton has seen down in Rockford. Yeah. And he is a restricted free agent after this year. So, um, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I just uh, – it, it's really hard to to gauge what's happening right now. But you're thinking about Gustafson at forward. Let's give it a shot. Why the hell not, right? <laughs> what do you have to lose? Give, yeah. him a, give him a period. Give him a game. See how it looks. You know, maybe if a, if, if a forward goes down in a game or someone is benched because they're horrible, give him a couple shifts and just see. Or Patrick Kane is playing 28 minutes a game. Yeah, I think seriously. I'd rather see Eric Gustafson get a better run at the forward position. Yeah, totally agree. All right, let's take another time out. I want to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. You know they're the place to go if you need your NHL jerseys lettered, but they're also the place to go if your team, your organization needs outfitting. Softball season, baseball season's coming up, Little League. If you're the president of a league like I am, why not give Triple Threat Sports a call, see what their pricing is, see if they can give you a more competitive offer than, than the service your league currently uses. Uh, it can't hurt. TripleThreatSports.com. Call Chris, 708-478-6090 triplethreatsports.com chris at triplethreatsports.com we'll be back with a whole lot more on the madhouse chicago hockey podcast me 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 but also you <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Welcome back in, friends, to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We've been talking about the Blackhawks' 8-5 to defeat at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. And we've also been talking a little bit about the big picture roster construction of the Blackhawks. We've been giving Stan Bowman a little bit of credit for some of the uh, roster moves he's been making recently. The couple of trades that he's made, bringing in guys like Dylan Strome and Slater, Cuckoo. And now, Jay, I want to have a little bit of fun. I think it's about time in the podcast when we test your hockey knowledge, when I hit you with a question and Uh-oh. see if you can answer it properly. <laughs> Jay Zawoski, I want to know, who is the New Jersey Devils' leading scorer right now? Who has the most goals on the New Jersey Devils? The most goals on the Devils. Okay. Um, let me think. I'm trying to like just brainstorm the roster a little bit. I'm gonna assume it's not Taylor Hall because he's missed a handful, like double-digit games. And he's he's yes, that is correct. But he does have the most points on the Devils. Okay. But he does not have the most goals. Um. Brian Boyle is not a big goal scorer. He currently has 12. He okay. is currently in fourth place on the Devils. By can the way, tell me who, only has five the, assists. Can you tell me the number of goals? Twenty. Hmm. It's not Heeshear, is it? It is not Cheryl Sheshed Heeshear. <laughs> that would not be him. Is it Patrick Elias or Brian Ralston? It is neither of those it gentlemen. Is no it is not John Madden either. Is it Scott Stevens? Um, it is not Scott Stevens. It is not. What's the, uh, I'm, start, I'm starting to run low on devils to kind of shout out here. Was Mirishlav Shatan ever a devil? Uh, I think it never happened, right? Because it was too obvious to happen. It, it, it is kind of. It, it's like Mike Commodore wearing the number sixty-four. He never did it. <laughs> what about um, uh, Coleman? Blake Coleman. By the way, I also have his number of goals wrong. He now has twenty-two, I believe. Oh. I don't. I don't think ESPN updated their. No, they did not. ESPN did not update their. Uh, score sheet tonight. He now has 22 goals well, on the season. That's a bit of a hint. Why don't you just give it to us? Kyle Palmieri scored twice tonight. His 21st and 22nd goals of the season for the New Jersey Devils. Their number two scorer this season for goals I never would have gotten in a million years is Blake Coleman. He has 16 goals. Yeah, on the he's season. pretty good. He's I like him. He's he's an impressive uh, player. Not not real young. I think he's like 28 or let's see, he's 27. Uh, he'll be 28 in November. But he, yeah, he's put well he sh- nice... he sure uh, cooked the Blackhawks goose tonight. Yeah, he's good. Coleman. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> you shouldn't i don't don't pay me any mind all right there is one other question i do have to ask you by the way because i wouldn't have gotten this right okay everybody knows Corey schneider is on the black the devil's roster who are their other two goaltenders uh well i know mackenzie blackwood which is the greatest name in hockey history uh as I, far I, as dude as, slater cuckoo is pretty dang good <laughs> as far as outlaw goalies go I, I think Mackenzie Blackwood is a character in uh, Red Dead Redemption. I think I, I believe shot that him. is correct. Yes, I, think he, I shot him in the face for stealing my mule. Um, and he missed it. By the way, it hit the post. Uh, the starter has a. Uh, it's like a oh uh, Keith. Uh, oh my god, uh, Kincaid. Keith Kincaid. That is correct. Keith Kincaid. Yeah, I yeah. pulled that one out of my butt. <laughs> 
I, I love these games against Eastern Conference teams <laughs> yeah, because it's so you get foreign. to learn so much. It really is like, uh, who are these people? Dude, yeah. It's it's funny. I play um, Hockey Ultimate Team on NHL 19, and like what you do is you like collect or sign players based on like how many coins you have, and you could tell which division each player is a fan because you play online against other people. So you can tell if they're like fans of the East, you're like, I don't know who half these players are. <laughs> and they're probably thinking the same thing about the West. Like, you know, who the hell is doing Strom? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's uh, it is. It's like a, it's like a whole other world. If it's not like a star laden team, like the Penguins or the Caps or whatever, uh, it's hard to like keep track of all the, because there's so much turnover in hockey these days. Yeah, there really is. It's, it's just like, man, there's like, new, I mean, just look at the Blackhawks from opening day to now. How different yeah. that roster looks. But we also missed an opportunity by about a week for the Blackhawks to face John Quenville. He was sent down to uh, the Devils AHL affiliate. Do you, by the way, know where their AHL affiliate is? Isn't it Albany? It is. Is it Albany or is it Binghamton? Mm, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, they moved. They were Albany. Now they're Binghamton. I believe they were in Albany and then they moved to Binghamton. Hey, I just. So, uh, their new logo is strange. It's like a devil man, like with a hockey helmet on. It's I don't like it. This <laughs> is kind of off putting and looks like the kind of man that would have a windowless van. <laughs> just not. I, don't know. I just looked at it. And you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, God, I, I mean, I know it's terrifying <laughs> by definition. It is the devil. So it shouldn't be like a nice looking person. But uh, yeah, not a big fan of the Binghamton devil logo. Bring yeah, they are. They're called yeah. the uh, Bing Devils, by the way, Stop is their that. Twitter handle. Bing Devils. That's that's lovely. Well, how many people from New Jersey can spell Binghamton? Like three. <laughs> oh, so now we're taking pot shots at New Jersey. I see how this is going to go. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've gotten slappy enough. Let's wrap this bad boy up with the email of the show. Are you ready, my friend? <laughs> yes, please. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The emailer of the show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com, the Mexican, the Cajun, the uh, barbecue, the burgers, the wings, the nachos, everything at Chuck's is phenomenal. I say it all the time, but if you're bringing a group of people out to dinner and you want everybody to be happy... Take them to Chuck's. Everyone's going to find something they love. They're going to be happy with it. Go visit our friends, Chuck's Cafe in Burbank and Darien, chuckscafe.com. Check out their daily specials. That is where the real sweet spot is at Chuck's. Mm. Secret of the pros, as Shooter McGavin would say. All right. Our buddy Maloner Boner wrote uh, a complete chapter of the Bible and sent it to us. So I'm going to distill it down a little bit. Ah, Maloner Boner, my favorite book of the Bible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maloner Boner from... 2-7 says. <laughs> yes. uh, this is uh, 2-7 through 906. Uh, last week, by the way, a little be a bit of like preface to this. I talked about how I could not quite get on board with like the hashtag lose for Hughes tanking yet because the fan in me, even though my brain tells me it's the right thing to do, my heart will not let me root for the Hawks to lose yet. So here's what uh, Maloner Boner says. He says, my disagreement with you 
comes with what this team should do this year. Contrary to the lose for Hughes movement sweeping social media, I think it's important that this team continues to play good hockey, win, and build confidence going into next season. It's my humble opinion that this is the only way the team will make any kind of run next season. Have you ever played around with the website tankathon.com? The website speculates that there's a 15% difference to win the lottery by the worst team and the 10th worst team. It's extremely difficult to quantify. However, that 15% difference does not hold the same value as a team with confidence that believes it can win. Uh, best case scenario and most likely scenario, the Hawks play competitively, win most games, and still land in the lottery with a top 10 pick. You mentioned in your podcast, Tank Wins. I believe it's important to make the distinction between what you describe as tank win and what I'm saying. All right, Maloner Boner, thank you for your email. Um, I see what you're saying, and I, I'm sort of on board. Like I, I do think there is a damaging aspect to losing night after night after night. I think you can get used to losing, and it stops hurting after a while. However, I'm not like the biggest buyer-in of confidence, and I don't think it's going to carry on from like April to October. I think... The way they're playing now is kind of ideal. They're competitive. They're playing well. They're getting a point or no points, even in their more competitive games. Um, and But it, it, at least when they leave the ice at night, they can feel like, all right, we accomplished something. We gave some of the better teams in the league a game. Tonight's game aside, obviously. Um, if more often than not, they can just be competitive. I think that sort of goes a long way, and it accomplishes both goals. Yeah. Man, it's so hard because you and I have talked a lot at length about like kind of like the mental aspect of hockey and how like what's going on like on the ice can sometimes like have a negative effect on guys and kind of prolong slumps or do whatever. But I definitely agree with you. It seems like there's not much of a chance of like that kind of like downturn and like confidence if you're losing a bunch I don't think that carries over for a six-month span I think the guys kind of get over it but at the same time these guys are going to play hard every single night and I think that that's that's totally fine for me man I'm I'm willing to accept you know the losses obviously they're not going to hurt me as bad but I'm sure they're still going to burn in the craw of some of these guys who have been around for such a long time and have never really been on a team that's, you know, kind of struggled like this. I think that ultimately at the end of the day, I think the team mentally will be fine no matter what. And we just kind of have to accept the results for they for what they are, whatever they end up being. All right. That's going to do it for the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Want to remind you guys, I know we got a lot of things coming up, so I'm going to give them to you one at a time. January 22nd. That's a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, January 22nd, at Rabbit Brewing. No charge to attend, but we're raffling off a pair of Hawks tickets and a pair of tickets to our Chicago Wolves outing on February 24th. Come on out. Raffle tickets are two bucks. You must be present to win, but come out. Watch the game with us. We're going to do a live podcast afterwards. Maybe we'll take some questions on the spot. Got a whole lot of possibilities. We're still working out the kinks, but it's going to be a great time. Come join us at Rabbit Brewing. That is Tuesday the 22nd. Also, February 24th at the Allstate Arena, our annual outing with the Chicago Wolves. 20 bucks gets you a ticket to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a free Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, free Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with a member of the Chicago Wolves brass. It's going to be a great time. It's going to sell out. So go to madhousepod.com slash events madhousepod.com slash events click the image for the event and it will take you to the ticket page 
it will sell out. So do not wait. Do not be left out. I mean, 20 bucks is less than the price of a ticket typically, and you're getting all that extra stuff on top of it. It is an absolute no-brainer. You're going to have a great night for 20 bucks. Where are you going to beat that? So join us there, madhousepod.com slash events. But until next time, thanks for listening. I want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and Michael Elwood, our star real estate broker with Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. And if you're trying to find our sponsors, make sure you check out the description in our podcast. We link to all of our sponsors there, as well as our Patreon and GoFundMe sites. So until next time, James and I will talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's.